0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Spur of the Moment Emergency Podcast. Um, If you are tuning in, you might think you know why we're releasing a a Thursday night emergency podcast. It's really because I just found out that three people in Streaking the Lawn have not seen the movie Die Hard. So uh, you might be here to listen about um, the coaching announcement, but uh, Brian Leung, Zachary Carey, and Will i forget your last name uh, <laughs> i have not seen die Hard, and i need to talk about that so uh will with the last name i can't remember defend yourself campbell
1: a a it's campbell thank you Pierce. <laughs> thank you um b it's it's not a christmas movie to begin with so i don't really care C, am not as old as you and it came out before <laughs> my time anyways let's get to the point of why you we're got here. it and that and that is bronco mendenhall randomly and out of the blue stepping down i'm 45 seconds here. I can't believe it. Uh, Brian shared it, shared it with us on our Slack channel and I couldn't believe it. I legitimately thought he was joking, but he pasted a (laughs) email very well. So I had to take him at his word. I'm still stunned. I'm shocked. I have no idea what this is going to do for the signing day. I have no idea who they're going to get. This is bonkers to me. And all I can think about is this is the last coaching carousel I would ever want Mm -hmm. UVA to be in given Mm -hmm. all of the turnover that has happened and all of the coaches moving. And I don't know where they're going to go from here. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I that's, and I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. I'm looking forward to the next. Well, I mean, I'm probably not looking forward to the next two weeks, but I'm looking forward to the next two weeks to see where this takes the program.
0: Let me ask you before you get off when we get to everybody else and actually starting a group conversation about this. I'm going to ask everybody else this on a scale of 1 to 10 following the Virginia Tech loss but maybe not immediately, you know, after you had a night to sleep on it, where was your confidence level in Bronco as, you know, the the head of this program? Like how how much confidence did you have in a scale of 1 to 10?
1: I so I still say it was like a like an eight or a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, he took it from the dregs to the Orange Bowl mm-hmm. and an ACC championship game. So, I mean, he knows what he's doing. I think there needed to be some moves made on the coaching staff. The defense obviously had a multitude of problems, but as a head coach, Broncos seemed to really be doing the program building that he had promised when he got there. I mean, they've now been, to, they'll have been to four bowl games in the last four years, or at least qualified for four bowl games in the last four years, which coming in, mm-hmm. nobody could have expected that. So, I mean, to Broncos' credit, he has seemingly put a very strong foundation. And mm-hmm. I had confidence that he would be able to make those tough decisions and keep the program in an upward trajectory.
0: All right. Well, well said. And uh, thank you for joining us, Will Campbell. I Spaced out. Uh, but I also have Paul Wiley here uh, with me. It's a, you guys are in for a treat. I don't know how long we're going to do this. We'll try and keep it pretty, pretty brief. Cause we're all just sort of scrambling as you are. But if you're tuning in, you're probably uh, here for some emotional therapy about what in the world is going on. Um, Paul, hello, first off. And, and, and secondly, you know, give me your same question, your answer to the same question. Where were you earlier this week? with Bronco and his staff and, and this program, but you know, where are you now with, with what's going on?
2: Yeah. I mean, I was, I was in kind of the same, same camp as well. Maybe, maybe more like a six and a half, seven, instead of an eight, you know, of um the, the foundations are right. There just need to be some tweaks uh, that defense this season. And, and frankly, last season wasn't what anyone had expected Um, especially out of a coach that's as defensively focused as Mendenhall. So it it was, it was a disappointing end to a season. It was getting into that territory of like, what do we need to talk about UVA expectations? Like should a winning season and beating tech be what we expect? Um, And I think that's a longer conversation to have as well. My, my biggest thing right now Uh, and no surprising given, not, not hugely surprising given sort of my focus on recruiting is we're 13 days to national signing day. Yeah, we are 13 days to national signing day. There are three guys in this class, the the McKenzie twins and Joe Brown, all of whom committed to a staff with the understanding that they would be able to do a mission, uh, do an LDS mission and, and still make it work with big time football. And more importantly, Andrew Gentry. Uh, was supposed to be the the four-star offensive tackle from Colorado very explicitly committed to this staff because they knew how to make big-time football work with an LDS mission he's coming back and while he's been committed to the program he hasn't signed a national letter of intent he's not locked into that commitment and the question is whether now that the mission is behind him does he go sort of back on the open market and and feel things out and and can uva be behind the eight ball with him there um given that there might be a new staff you know no regional ties to where he's from so i'm i'm Mm -hmm. i'm worried about what this means for recruiting as a whole but to have those guys specifically jump out front of mind as um you know guys that really could be on on at risk of falling off here
0: all right brian I'm getting you. I'm getting you on the podcast. I know you don't want to, but Brian Leung is here. You you get to answer the question uh, of the day, but but more instead of a immediate impact about um, you know recruiting in the future of the program, more of a reaction to just this news. I mean, we 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 have so much emotion invested into the sports program. It's sort of hard to put in words. I know, but. But uh, yeah, both both questions, please. Would you mind addressing?
3: Yeah, this this comes really surprising. Uh, on a scale of one to 10, my confidence in him staying as head coach and being the head coach at the start of next season, I would decide was a nine or a 10. I didn't sure. think that yeah. it was going to, no way. Uh, my confidence in him as a coach, uh, I would say a seven or an eight. I, mm-hmm. I, for all the reasons that Will um, mentioned earlier, I, I echo that. Uh, clearly changes had to be made, um, during this upcoming off season. There was a lot of disappointing, uh, use of talent this year. There are a lot of mistakes that could have been very easily avoided, uh, which, which exist across almost all programs, right? It, mistakes that can be mm-hmm. easily avoided, but you know, changes needed to be made this, this, uh, this off season. I, uh, I, I, am not our recruiting expert nor do I truthfully like I have no business talking about recruiting I, I don't express <laughs> the same levels of concern that um, that Wiley just mentioned in terms of the impact on the kids that are uh, looking to sign in the in two weeks mm-hmm. uh, because frankly if, if they commit to the staff and, and they leave after then and they're going to start looking all over again. And yes, they're committed, but they're not going to be committed long-term. And then we're talking about a conversation of really, are we just duping folks to, to stick around and yeah. hoping and praying that the new coaching staff wins them over. And maybe that's Paul's point. Um, I think my reaction based on the presser and uh, the tweets that I've seen from that. Uh, and thank you, Zach, for, for covering that. But based on that, you know, I, I think there's something more going on here. I don't know what it is. Clearly Bronco has had a lot weighing on him uh, certainly in the last four or five days. Um, I think this probably extends a little bit beyond that. This, this comes too much as a surprise and his reaction and and his justification for it comes just uh, a little disconnected from Mm -hmm. sort of everything else Mm -hmm. that we've seen from Bronco over the years.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, the aforementioned Zach Carey uh, is here and uh, I think ready to, to chime in just signing off of Broncos. Goodbye presser. I guess you could call it uh, Zach. How are you for <laughs> first off? Um, secondly, the same question on the 10 point scale and third, just um, yeah. Just continue with some initial reactions for it.
4: Yeah. I mean, Tonight was supposed to be my night to grind on final essays and papers and Christian thought and goodness me.
0: Um, I'd say I'd help you with your homework, Zach, but that would be uh, like a violation. So Yeah, of I course do. I would never actually. Right. Yeah.
4: Um,
0: <laughs>
4: but yeah, I I echo what everyone else said. I, I had confidence in Bronco seven or eight on, on the scale of one to ten. I, the, the VT loss sucked, but like I, I just think he said it in the press conference. They were six, probably six or seven plays, you know, this season away from a coastal championship and from beating Tech. You know, I mean, you could look at that pit game, but um, yeah. it, it's it's hard to sort of look at this team, look at Brennan getting hurt um, in those two games that, that could have, I mean, I, I don't know how likely would have won both BYU and Notre Dame, but just all speculation, obviously, but but yeah. there, there was no reason to be, panicked about this where this team was headed or where this program was headed and I mean I think that as as Brian said this is bigger than football and that's sort of what Bronco really emphasized in the presser Um, he really started off by saying that him and his wife are now empty nesters that this is about the next phase in his life and really early on in that presser before he was even asked, questioned, was sort of emphasizing how it's about him and his wife finding their sort of next path, next purpose in life. And, um, you know, we we know Bronco. Bronco is a very, um, you know, he he's not in it necessarily for wins and losses. He's in mm-hmm. it for the bigger impact. And I, and I think that he made that clear. At one point, he was talking about how he wants the next phase in his life to make people forget that he was ever a football coach and that, you know, he, he's going to have that type of impact. And so you know, I think he's obviously also very rooted in his faith and he brought that up. I mean, this mm-hmm. decision or this contemplation started on Sunday. And I think it was David Teal who asked that question um, about how his faith affected this decision. And Bronco was, it stated very clearly that that was a very large part. So I, I really don't, he emphasized, well, this was not a football decision. This was not yeah. about losing tech. This is not about a four game losing streak. This is not about that. And it's, it's perhaps not necessarily satisfying from a fan base perspective, of like, you know, oh, Broncos, you know, mad because there isn't enough funding and the facilities aren't. Like, he emphasized mm-hmm. that as well, though he said that the f- facilities continue to need needed to be upgraded. That wasn't it. And there wasn't anything about UVA or the program that made him want to step away, that this was about a personal decision. And that's really unsatisfactory in terms of like, yeah. as you look forward for the program. Um, but it's just sort of the reality of this really weird, surprising situation. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just hard. I mean, I, I won't ramble, but it just it, it's it's really hard just to consider that this was like the season that was you know, the standard, you know, that this was supposed yeah. to be the trend setting season. And considering the fact that there was so much optimism, I mean, you just you look at what this offense did. And I know that the defense is. You know, this has been the storyline all season that it was just, you know, complete opposites. But you just look at what this team was able to do. There's so many record setters on this team that it's just hard to now think that, you know, now we're potentially back down to just, you know, ground zero and and trying to refigure everything out again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, man. I, there's I, there's
0: so just many like ways that. to to take this. Let me let me preface. I think you, you know, the, the, the point you you brought up Zach about it being a personal decision clearly is, is, uh, is clear. Um, and everybody should be discussing that, uh, with that frame of reference. And by that, I mean that it's really two conversations when we react to this. Um, and and the first is the generally the more important one, right? Like you could argue sports are why we're doing this and there's so much money involved and, you know, the fandom of this athletic program is why why anyone's listening to this why we're here on uh, talking about it. But, you know, being real, you got to do what you got to do for your mental health. For, and I'm not trying to imply that there's any mental health issues here going on or anything like that, but clearly something personal in an emotional impact of them. and And so under that frame of reference, I support someone doing what's best for him and his family, even if it's shocking. However, most of our now conversations about this are going to be coming from the UVA fan point of view about this program. I think it personally impacts these players, not to mention assistant coaches and their families and, you know, all the people that this impacts, which is warranted in bringing up. So, I say that to preference everything negative I'm about to say about this (laughs) doesn't mean that I'm hating on a guy for making the decision that was right for him personally and his emotional state and future and well being which is all these things that Bronco brings up very validly, and is not surprising in the slightest. That he brings it up he has always been like this and he was from the moment he stepped foot on grounds here this seemed to be to me the way he would leave like i don't oh, mean that, this year well, i agree
4: yeah but
0: exactly because who you know out of nowhere in like a, i just think things have changed for me personally you know so that all being said from a fandom standpoint and having your coach leave In this timeline, as Paul mentioned, after the utter shit show of a game we just watched against our bitter rivals leaves a massively sour taste in my mouth and and so i even just saying that again i want to preference i don't i'm not trying to hate on the guy and 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 it, it, to me it's two different conversations but it's funny zach that we haven't even been able to come back on and talk about this virginia tech game right exactly. and and i totally i do believe and it, not just you but bronco it doesn't make sense that this is like oh collapsing loss and so right. oh the fans hate me like i don't think it has anything to do with the virginia tech game
4: that's one thing he said right because he even yeah. said like the mind of a coach he's like i'm so far past that virginia tech game right. in my head because the turnaround time is like that um
0: but yeah i, I, I have so no... paul chime in before i make yeah, no jokes david, about Zachary. david
2: hale got the david hale got the quote um or at least the one the one that i saw from the press conference about taking action items that he was quote unquote taking action items to stay for the next season and quote, boy, did that not feel good. And so I, I wonder what it, whether that's a taking action items personally of like, what does, what does another year of this look like for me, Bronco Mendenhall, the person versus taking stock of what action items would need to happen in the program or around the program is that okay? We're gonna we know we're gonna lose enough defensive backs and we're gonna have to hit the transfer portal again, and and that's we, or some some combination thereof of of personnel changes, whether that's coaching staff or um, uh, among the players. You know what I, I I would love to know, and I don't think there's any way we ever get the answer to this of what the action items were and why it didn't feel good. Um, because I think I can go a bunch of different ways and everybody's gonna, I think going to view that quote through their own lenses. Yeah. Um, and it would be great to
3: get that kind of clarity. I don't think, I doubt we ever would. I don't know that a, a head coach at a program at a, a power five program is going to look at um, changes in player personnel as too great of an action item to, to move forward on. Right. Like it's, at, at least somebody who's as relatively young as Bronco is, it's not like he's been coaching at the same place for 35 years, you know and and is just tired of the upwards, you know, the uphill battle there. I don't I don't think that 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 would be the issue. Now if we're talking about coaching staff changes, I, I certainly think that that could be one that is is challenging that, that he would, you know, rather, uh, step down than to to force changes among his staff, um, although you know, that gets a little bit circular too, right? You you force a change of one person versus now you're effectively forcing the change of your entire you know uh, staff family um, and those unbreakable bonds that he discussed
0: earlier today, <laughs> and then broke. Um, I <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be that that it wasn't a, a response to, you know, you need to fire this guy or make some changes with this guy or something. He'd be, you know, said it wasn't, it's probably, I don't he could be lying, uh, but I feel like, honestly, would it be, people wouldn't be shocked at, to the degree they are, if that was it. Like, if those conversations were happening, then the AD and the president aren't floored by the reaction, which by all accounts is what has happened. So Zach, yeah. what do you think?
4: You know, I was going to say, I think all accounts, like, I mean, you could say, okay, they're, they're trying to force defensive coordinator out, but like, I, I don't, I, I don't think that that that's what happened here. Just, just from the general vibe in the room, like this seems to be Broncos, a very genuine person. I believe most of what he says, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't think this was something along the lines of, you know, Williams wanted somebody gone and, and Bronco wouldn't fire them. And, and yeah, I just, I, I don't think that that's it. And, and it just, it's, it's just a weird situation to sort of evaluate. I mean, in general, because, because there's really no way of getting a really sort of coming away from this and like a program mindset. Yeah that isn't just like being confused just because this is about one man's decision That's best for him and his family.
0: Well, I want to hash out a few more things about Bronco and the season before we get into completely speculating names. Like obviously none of us know anything, but I think it would be fun to at least get y'all's opinion on, on some names that come to mind. But before we do that, um, first shout out to me and Zach for accurately predicting the Virginia football team winning four games in a row and then losing four games in a row um, in brutal, bitter, awful fashion. So time ago. It, it, yeah. And we saw it coming uh, because of course it was coming. <laughs> and so you're welcome everyone that we at least emotionally prepared you a little bit um, for the inevitable. Uh, horrible, horrible disappointment—the West Virginia Tech game—that we're just gonna never really get to, uh, you know, flesh out everything we would have wanted to say about it. I mean, we didn't earlier this week just because I was too mad. Um, but you know, it's fair to say, utter complete disappointment, losing to a team that they shouldn't have lost to in a fashion that defies all logic, other than it was bound to defy logic (laughs) that was the only way the only way it was going to work so i don't know if anybody has anything else they want to add about the virginia tech game now is the time and uh, seems like that's not the case and that's quite all right we can bury it it's just
4: typical i mean it's not typical
0: that it would also be in an unbelievable way
4: (laughs) right Yep. right like this yeah i just this is to be expected at this point and i say this is you know, someone who's really only understood football for like 10 years, this is just what happens. Like this is just I don't know, like what you know, you don't expect anything different. And 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 2019 was amazing and I'll hold on to that forever. But it doesn't seem like anything's gonna I mean it just it's hard to to get to see anything else changing in, in that rivalry just because it seems like this is what happens every year. You know, the, the yeah. safety, the throwback to the offensive lineman. I there's no Shoot. way
3: it's just yeah, like, shooting yourself yeah. in the foot.
4: Like this, has yeah. this team has the offense? Like there are probably fifteen guys on this roster that you would rather throw the ball. Th- th- this entire roster, you would rather throw the ball to. Hey,
2: Bobby uh, Haskins was a tight end. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> 40, 45 pounds. Ago. I couldn't believe they didn't run the ball. And I know it's all easy in hindsight because if on second down they had completed the pass for a touchdown, it never comes up again but you just you make your way down the field you got 90 seconds left and you're on the 10 you got to go to O-line just use those four plays to get a few yards each play and like yeah you got it and 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 I know hindsight I know hindsight but I will say at the very least I was saying that before first down even happened (laughs) you know it's like yeah all they gotta do is run the ball. So. You know, my NCA 14 coaching ability, I think, put me in a better position than I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah we can we can laugh about laugh and cry and curse about the O-line pass. But the fact that um, they spent the entire second half throwing uh, curl routes to the outside to watch better defenders than they're used to playing against break on those curl routes and not let, you know, UVA players uh, catch the ball. And they did that over and over and over was driving me absolutely nuts. And then what they have success with throwing it over the middle of the field to Jelani woods or whoever else was there. And then what did you see with the game on the line? The things that weren't around
2: to an offensive tackle.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean before that. Any ugh, anyway. Okay. Shall we put but, it to like, bed? You get or yeah. Some other points. Just, You're fine. Quick,
4: imagine if we'd beaten tech and then this announcement came.
0: Yeah. Imagine if we had beaten tech by throwing it to an offensive lineman and having him score. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It never would have happened.
2: sad stat of the day. Bronco Mendenhall becomes the fifth straight UVA coach whose final regular season game was a loss to tech
0: yeah i mean yeah also not surprising yeah not not, yeah
2: it was really a question of whether dick bestwick would have also lost attack (laughs)
0: and turns out he did uh okay um before we get into think of things that need to happen whenever this coaching search starts i think we should recognize a little bit about bronco um i don't i don't need to run more negatives I think I already said like I I'm completely annoyed by the timing of this and and the negative impacts that this has because of the 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 timing on this football program and we already repeated those a couple times but Bronco built a program here to a pretty decent extent was it where we want to see uva football no i can't imagine anyone would chime in saying yes to that now the getting to a place where we occasionally compete and win the coastal and qualify for bowl games every year which seems to be where it is yeah i think that's a level most people would be like that you know that that's a good floor and Maybe more, you know, it it wasn't a far jump to see this being a perennial coastal contender, especially with how terrible the coastal is. I don't think any of us expected a defense that was among the world's worst. Um, right. So, again, it wasn't flawless, but you got to give them some credit for taking a program from the depths of despair and building it into one. I mean, like you said, Zach. You know, it wasn't just Bryce Perkins, although he had a big, big, big role in it, but this coaching staff got them to an orange bowl in the ACC championship game, which is, I, I think, you know, someone said earlier, like we never expected, which I don't think is fair. Cause like, that's what we should expect. Not, not to be a BCCS contender, but to be one that can win the coastal, you know, from time to time, we should expect that. And he got us there, which is sort of job well done although it feels like an incomplete.
4: Yeah. And I mean, I will say compared to six or so years ago, you know, the next head coach that does take over this program, it it will be less building from nothing. Granted, you're going to lose recruits. You're going to lose, you know, you're going to lose a ton, you know, depending on the next coach, obviously that's very up in the air, but there is at least that expectation, some of that culture remaining that you can then build upon. Um, and you know, that is at least something. And 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 this was a successful period of time with Bronco Manhall as the head coach. It was not as great as it could have been. If this team's, I, I don't need to get into this again, but if this year's this team's defense was marginally better then we're talking about a whole different thing. But the the Bronco Hall years will be looked back on positively, I believe. And with the right hire could be seen as like the transitional years to something. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't trust that's going to happen. I don't believe. But like (laughs) it it could be the groundwork for something more. And that's, I mean, in a six-year span, a six-year um Job. That's probably all you can really ask for with this program.
0: Yeah, Zach is devoid of hope, which is means he, he fits he fits right in with us. Brian, I know you got to head out soon, so before you jump off, uh, parting thoughts.
3: Yeah, I, I actually really like what Zach just said, and and as a comparator, I think I think Bronco Mendenhall uh, did a better job over the past uh, few years dur- during his tenure at at UVA than Dave Leto did. During his tenure as as basketball head coach, and I think um, while most of us look back at Leto's years not super fondly, it was a little bit of a jump start with bringing in or with having Sean Singletary there and and really getting the program going. Uh, after that, I think Bronco has done a similar job here um, in a much better fashion. He did it the right way. Nobody's ever challenged him as as a human being. Uh, I think he's he's built up. A, a football team that people are proud of i think that the fan base forgets very quickly as fan bases are allowed to do you know of just how bad uva football was prior to bronco how uh how much better the program is now and you end up you know at earlier this season the team was 6 and, and 2 and you lose one you lose two you lose three and, and people start, you know, losing a little bit of faith, but it's also you lost three against three ranked teams, you know, and, and compare that to where our expectations were prior to Bronco, where it's like, Hey, we're, we're six and two. even if we finish six and six, you know, I'm happy we're going to a bowl game. That is a very different fan base today than we were six years ago. And I think that is, um, that's, that's commendable. That's applaudable. Uh, I think Bronco goes down um, in the UVA history books as a better than not coach, you know, as, as a coach that we can be proud of, um, you know, during his tenure here.
2: Yeah. I think that the Dave Lato comparison is apt in another way, which is the, the transition in facilities that happened during their time Mm -hmm. that they they were not able to reap the benefits of Dave Lato never really got to reap the benefits of, the JPJ and the new practice facilities and everything that everybody mm-hmm. talks about JPJ being this, you know, one of the best facilities in all of college basketball Mindenhall hasn't just supported the athletic department's vision. You know, it, it hasn't just been lip service to the vision of improved facilities. He put his own money yeah. toward it. Was it half a million dollars? He and his, his wife put toward Athletics facilities that are going to be important, not just for the football program, but for the Olympic sports programs to continue being yeah. as national, you know, national championship contenders. So the, the, that is why I feel better going into this coaching search in a way that I did going into the coaching search that got us Mendenhall is that the, the, and some of this is, is credit to Carla Williams as well the attention that has been paid to the building blocks and the foundational aspects of a successful football program whether that's facilities or staff expansion expanding the recruiting staff the graphics team that that does recruiting edits the team that does analytics uh the all of the the support staff that they got built around around this program one makes it more attractive for the next person to come in. They aren't, you aren't having to sell. Do you want to come in and build from the ground up? This is, do you want to come in and pick the finishes on a house that's mostly built? Um, And, 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 you know, do do you, this is, this is the, to beat this metaphor to death. This is the, there, the plans were to have a house with sort of mid end finishes. And this is a chance to maybe hire somebody that's going to put in ground granite countertops and stainless steel everywhere. Like that's what somebody who's, who's recruiting energy and, and that kind of things that maybe they're not the program builder that Mendenhall was, but now they've got a better launching pad for taking it to a different place.
0: Yeah. And I think it, it's exactly ties into what Zach said, like a lot might depend upon what success the next guy has if it looks like a real set foundation for a program that's now modern power five instead of like antiquated power five or or pretending to be what it's not whatever you want to call the previous regime um if there's massive failure with the next guy i think we won't look back on this as favorably maybe that's obvious but i think you know what i mean and uh, just sort of echoing what, what you said zach about the potential. What well, both of you said. The potential for this to be a building block um, as a as a tenure here. Um, uh, we'll see. Um, let me throw out. I'm. My phone is blowing up uh, with like with smoke about stuff. Um, I, I will announce it if I deem it announce worthy. Um, anyhow. Let me throw out names, and I know I'm springing this on you guys, and we don't want to go too much longer here, but just gut reaction totally off the wall. Uh, the obvious one is Dex, so I guess we could discuss Dex first to, to get the, 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 the conversation going. Uh, you know, people who might fit into this position that makes sense for it, Anthony Poindexter, what, top, th- arguably top three, if not higher, Virginia player ever defensive coordinator co-defensive coordinator whatever penn state has a resume that's building towards you know a position like this if not immediately ready worth taking a chance on to energize, energize the alums everyone would be stoked right i mean maybe with a little trepidation about like well does he have Who's he going to hire to coach offense? You know, et cetera. Where are we going from here? But it's 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 the home run name as far as like an alum and bringing some energy back into into the program. I don't know if if it's if it's Poindexter what would be your immediate reaction in terms of hope for this working out? I guess is the best way to say, I think we would all be stoked to have Dex back, right? Like, how could you argue with that? But uh, Paul, where would you, where would you go with like, without knowing the offensive staff attached to it, you know?
2: Well, I think that's, that's the almost, it's almost impossible to answer that question because it, for a first time head coach, Uh, the success often comes down to surrounding them with people who have some some experience at the level you're hiring them for so the idea like an idea of something like dex as head coach well then what do you do with jason beck what do you do with marcus hagan's guys who may be great offensive coordinators Are,
0: are any of these bronco guys gonna stick around
2: Right. And that, I mean, that's, that's another, you know, as of today, as of tonight, unknowable. Right. Um, but it's a, the the teams that have had success with first time head coaches at the power five level tend to be teams that then surround that first time head coach with, you know, the, the support they need as coordinators mm-hmm. or an associate head coach role, which, you know, there could be somebody like, you know, Rocco just got um, let go from Delaware, but he's somebody yeah. who could come in and sort of a, an associate head coach kind of no, role. That's an, a name frankly, that was
0: on my list to bring up. Yeah, kind of, kind
2: one. of like how Jerry Kill, you know, did with um, with George with Virginia Tech. Um, you know, obviously it didn't work out there, but that that is a a mo- a model of, or frankly, how Tom O'Brien did with um, right. London. Again, didn't work out, but so that would be my concern is. Is there is no way to know how good Dex would be as a head coach without knowing who his coordinators would be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Zach, what would what would you your initial reaction be to Dex? I I I would be I would be excited. I think that I think that, that would
4: just be the general initial reaction just because just because it's Dax and like even even <laughs> me being someone who who you know has only watched uva football god that
2: just dawned on me you never saw Dax play no
4: <laughs> I, I, his son is older than me so like yeah. um, <laughs> all
2: right I'm gonna go drink more bourbon this I'm hurts so um, uh, yeah,
0: no, but it's a good perspective to hear, honestly. I mean, you know, right. like I,
4: that name is a name. Like it's a name right. as much as Chris Long is a name to me, you know? And so, um, you know, I think that that would just be exciting. And then, yeah, I mean, I, as Paul said, it's all about the staff that, that surrounds them. I would yeah. love to see uh, Jason Beck or Hagen's in that coordinator role maybe together. I think that they're not going to be able to keep by any means, the entire Bronco staff, but maybe picking out a couple of guys. It's hard to argue with what this offense has done of late. Um, so I think that would be really exciting. Obviously, you know you don't want to limit yourself there by any means, um, but I think that there's there's guys around this program um, that would be worth investing in in the future. And yeah. I think that yeah. Okay, Dex hasn't been a head coach. Like that 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 is a very true point. He's also has built up that resume, um, as Paul said, that would lead, you know, lead to a head coaching job somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, and, says- and, you know, whether he's ready or not, who knows, but but I think that it would be exciting and it would give this program juice after a really sort of weird end of an and unsatisfying yeah. end of the
0: tenure it would definitely spark this need for big pocket donors to throw some more money Absolutely. at the program I mean that's an immediate plus uh, obviously not a big a plus as establishing a winning football program <laughs> which in its own right would probably lead to more money from donors but yeah if, you know that that's got to be um, something exciting potentially for them I don't see any way Robert and I wants no. to be here as a no coordinator way. for someone else no. nor the head coach right and i think i think
4: that we've just already accepted like I, I, that that thought popped in my brain five minutes ago because i was like right. wait we're talking about beck and hagen but it it just doesn't feel right It, it it's it just obvious doesn't that.
0: seem like something he would want right and it's
4: not like there, there's no way that he's the head coach like that, that that's not and then tomorrow they announce it but you know. <laughs> well i don't know we're pretty good at predicting things correctly. yeah Zach. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> um, but yeah right. no, I, I think he's out of the picture
0: here's a name and if you listen to this and you think it's terrible that's fine i'm not saying i want it but i wonder if it gets thrown around al golden who what is if, he doing now? He's a linebacker's coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and just in case you're listening to this, you don't remember Al Golden. He was a graduate assistant coach of Virginia here and then the defensive coordinator from 01 to 05, uh, then was Temple's head coach, and then was Miami's head coach for four years uh, before going to the NFL. Uh, Miami fans hated him. Uh, he did not lead the Hurricanes to success. He got that job because he did lead the Temple Owls to success. I wonder, you know, with his UVA connections and with Miami just being, frankly, a garbage job, uh, like uh, that, no one in their right mind would want and and to try and be successful there. I mean, obviously, Miami someone could be successful there, but I, I just think it's a program that it, you know the the bar for success is completely right. disjointed from the reality. Of a good, a potentially good football coach, and again, I'm not trying to defend Golden's time there. It, like, I think there were plenty of reasons warranted that they were unhappy with him there. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe this is an awful idea. <laughs> no, I mean, and again, UVA, we're just spitballing names here. We have no idea what who they would want and, and who UVA would be. Good teams
2: to. did win frequently when Al Golden was a head coach in Scott Stadium. It's just that. <laughs> the team he was coaching was losing uh i yeah Yeah. i don't know i this is i think that would be a a off the wall and underwhelming hire i think there is something that is that is just occurring to me is that this is really carla williams first this is huge you know that that she she hasn't had i mean it doesn't get any bigger than the tina thompson (laughs) hire has been less than overly successful um <laughs> and other than that there have been a few coaching changes in the olympics part. and and the way things seem to be trending for softball and volleyball both seem to be pretty good um mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting to see how her experience as
0: mm-hmm. an assistant
2: mm-hmm. you know ad at georgia mm-hmm. and going through various coaching searches there and and just also kind of what connections she might you know when when that there was a game that uh, had to get moved to Van, that that Ohio game that had to get moved for a hurricane a few years ago mm-hmm. ended up being played at Vanderbilt because she had a, a career connection with the AD there. You know that's mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing of what connections does Carla Williams have from being. In the administration world at a major, major power like Georgia, that maybe there's some connections in the background that we don't know about or that wouldn't be apparent from just right. thinking about uh, UVA connections. Uh, so I, I would well, be yeah,
0: that's sort of how Tony Bennett got here. Um, and, right. you know, there's some to some degree Bronco. You know, uh, those are both names that came out of nowhere. Um, is so if that, that, that equates Dex to Tubby Smith and right yeah. and Mark Rick, um, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Um, what about uh, Dan Mullen that got tweeted? Shout out Fred fan listener, friend of the pod. He tweeted by low on Dan Mullen.
2: Good God. No,
0: not a, not a fit for UVA, right? Like, no, dude, and that's
2: the thing is like, I, 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 Zach, I'll, I'll shut up and let you talk here in a sec, but I I think that the, (laughs) the, at least the way my brain is working is what are the academically comparable schools who has Mm -hmm. had success, whether as a coordinator, you know, it could be somebody who is currently a head coach at a sort of mid-level at a G5 program, but who was previously a coordinator or a position coach at some place Mm -hmm. like Stanford, Mm -hmm. you know, in their good years or, you know, Vanderbilt under James Franklin when, when they Mm -hmm. were having some good years, um, you know, are there, are there assistant coaches on a program like Michigan or, um, there, that's, that's the big one that comes to mind folks from, you know, Chip Kelly's staff at UCLA. Um, Cal has been on a little bit of a come up recently, um, of, of whether there is, you know, some interest in a program like that, that are, you know, the schools mm-hmm. that are, are right there in sort of the U S news rankings type, type world that, that understand, what it understand those challenges much like Bronco did understanding you're not going to be able to recruit every player Mm -hmm. on the map.
0: All right, Zach. Yeah. I mean, Mullin's a non-starter, but so
4: many are. And I think that that goes to Paul's point that like, this is a job that is complicated and it takes the right person because I think that, you know, everyone always talks about fit and for that reason, those reasons, like Now, with you know the academics, when you're looking at that type of scenario, fit does matter more. You're not just hiring a football coach in this yeah. scenario. You know, you're hiring more than that. Um, and I think back to the car- Carla Williams point, like just on a broader athletic department scale. Like, I, I mean, I I I've, I love Carla. Obviously, the the Tina Thompson thing has been less than ideal, but. You know this could define her oh, yeah. time as the AD. Like this oh, yeah. likely will, unless Tony pulls the same move in the next five <laughs> to <the> ten years. <laughs> Tony, which please don't go, hard, Tony. Here's, the, here's the crazy thing, and this is honestly the first thought that came into my mind: is like I could imagine this being Tony Bennett.
2: Like oh yeah, hundred
4: and ten.
0: Like as, this could. Oh yeah, as the new
2: as the new football coach.
0: No, no, <laughs> that'll
2: fix the defense.
0: As the guy who just walked away early yeah. because he wanted to do semester, something else,
4: yeah. Like this could whatever. Don't need to get into we're not that. putting
0: our prediction juju on that. It's yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like,
4: you know, this for Car- Carla Williams, this is this is massive. And and if you get that's this right. right or if you get this wrong, you know, that's gonna decide a lot of things. But yeah, I mean you know, back All to right. Paul's This is gonna be a this is finding a needle in the haystack. Head
0: coach Peyton Manning <laughs> David Cutcliffe, associate head coach.
4: Eli Manning, offensive coordinator.
0: Cooper Manning. Wide receivers coach. Wide re- <laughs> Special <laughs> teams coordinator. Yeah. Um. And uh, Brian Erlacher uh, coming in as defensive coach. Yeah, this is going to be yeah. great. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. fellas, any, any last parting shots? Any, any last words for Bronco? I'm, he's probably listening. He's probably saying, what is streaking lawn thinking about me i'm kidding of course he's not listening.
4: bronco's a good guy and i and i and i and i do wish him <laughs> all the best like i i, I genuinely do got titus were-
0: titus and tape good guy bad guy
4: i i just that that press conference broke my heart a little yeah. bit like it, yeah yeah there was one point where he was talking about his staff and, like, the unbreakable bond that they formed going from BYU to UVA. Yeah. And he goes, it's an unbreakable bond that I just broke. Yeah. And that, like, hit me. And I don't know if yeah. that – I don't know much of that was on EC network or whatever, but, like, you know, Bronco knows what he's doing here. He's yeah. not oblivious to the yeah. weight of his decision. and And I think that it's – in a sense, and I might get crap for this, it's in a sense like admirable that he was like willing to do this. Obviously, from like a UVA fan perspective, this sucks. But you know, you, you can't help but but wish Bronco the best. Um and, and thank him for the six years. I mean, I wish there had been more. But you know, this is how the Cookie crumbles, I guess.
0: <laughs> you know, it's hard to argue with a record-setting uh, quarterback performance. Um, well, that that's going to be my memory, other than the the tragic Virginia Tech loss. But, uh, what an unbelievable season so far. So, you yeah, know, still got a bowl game for Brennan Armstrong um and and of course the the skill position players around him and the strong o-line performance as well paul don't worry Damn, um right.
2: yeah bobby haskins set back the o-liner skill position <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 decades. <laughs> um, but i mean what a jaw-dropping offensive performance this season uh oh and consistently so uh just just ridiculous so you know, I'm sure we'll talk more about Bracco uh, in the in the coming days, but more so, of course, about the the program itself and the uh, the coaching search. So, uh, thank you to everybody joining me tonight. Thank you for listening to this. I hope it was a little cathartic to to wrap your mind around some of the emotions that we're all processing. Um, and thanks uh, specifically Zach and Paul for sticking around and. And just knocking around some of these ideas with me so uh, for everybody at streaking uh, stay tuned to the blog for more updates as we learn them as you learn them, and uh, we'll be back soon to talk about. Uh, the basketball team that still has a coach and he's going to stick around for a long time uh, and they play pit uh tomorrow night if you're listening to this on thursday Uh, acc play opening up after a weird happy loss to iowa uh we'll we'll have plenty to talk about basketball soon and of course coaching search for football uh content as well everybody uh, hang in there go who's go who's that's all i need to say go who's